From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, September 28th. Moab City Police Chief Brad Edge has taken a leave of absence under the Family Medical Leave Act. It's not clear how long Edge will be off or why he's stepping away from his post at this moment. The confirmation of his leave by Mayor Emily Niehaus comes days after Moab City announced they would investigate any breach of police department policy during the August 12th Gabrielle Petito and Brian Laundrie incident. This incident began when a witness in Moab called Grand County Dispatch to report a possible domestic violence situation between the couple. Moab police then stopped the couple's van as they entered Arches National Park. What's your guys' names? Gabby. I'm Brian. Gabby, Brian, okay. What's going Moab on? officers separated Petito and Laundry for the night, but the couple eventually left together for Salt Lake City. Weeks after the Moab police interacted with the pair, Petito was found deceased on the east side of Grand Teton National Park. Laundry is still at large. The Moab City Police Department has come under intense national scrutiny for their response to the incident near Arches. Critics suggest Petito could still be alive today had Moab's law enforcement made an arrest. It's unclear whether this national scrutiny motivated Chief Edge to take his leave of absence. The department has faced other criticism in recent weeks. Earlier this month, the Times Independent reported on a hearing where 7th District Court Judge Don Torgerson said the Moab Police Department has a history of officers misusing their body cameras. I do want to tell you my experience with Moab PD is long and varied. And they do, there has been a history there with some officers who have quite a reputation of misusing their body camera equipment. And it's been an institutional problem. And I'm sure that there will be people there who take issue with my uh, perspective on that, but it's a problem that has cropped up in the past at very important times. And and I've been convinced in the past that uh, the way that some officers have handled their body cam equipment has been uh, very detrimental to a fair process. Seventh District Judge Don Torgerson talking recently in court about what he sees as a history of Moab police officers misusing their body cameras. Moab City Police Officer Steve Reisenhoover resigned this June after coming under investigation for illegally searching a suspect. Drug charges against that suspect were dropped after Reisenhoover's body cam footage didn't match what the officer wrote in his affidavits. When asked by the Times Independent to respond to Judge Torgerson's allegation of officers misusing their body cams, Chief Edge said he was unaware there was an issue. Find more about the Moab City Police Department in the show notes of today's news on our website and podcast. Over the weekend was National Public Lands Day. Volunteers around the country came out to restore public lands. That includes Moab, where Canyonlands Field Institute invited volunteers to float the river and look for trash. KZMU's Justin Higginbottom went with them. I'm at the Hiddle Bottom boat ramp. We have four boats this Saturday, and our plan is to float the Colorado River and look for trash. But uh, a couple of things. Our objective today is to get down the river and pick up a lot of trash and stuff along the way. We may have tons of it. We may have just a little bit. We will see. 
Um, but uh, this is a regular event, and we try to keep things off of there. Tony probably knows where most of the stuff is already. So. <laughs> There's always stuff you can't see. There's so. a lot of hidden treasures out there. Yeah. In the Timothy Moe is with Ancestral Lands Conservation Corps. This looks beautiful today. It's pretty nice. Nice weather. He's spending this weekend cleaning up the river so others can enjoy it. Just for people around the world, just to come see them, make it look nice. We stop a few times to comb the beaches for garbage. Our big finds, a rusty barrel and ancient wooden sawhorse. Other than that, we keep an eye out on the shoreline. Yeah, right across from us. Piece of plastic and a chunk of wood. But it's pretty clean. Megan So is also with the Conservation Corps. I'm from Round Rock, Arizona. It's on the Navajo Reservation. I think public lands are important because they're like sacred in a way. It's um, more for people to enjoy and not for the federal government to come in and, you know, damage it by extracting things or taking away things. As we're standing here right now, there's like birds or lizards. We're pretty much on their home right now. On the shore are poison ivy bushes turning red with the fall. A BLM official takes the opportunity to wrap fencing around a cottonwood trunk chipped away by beavers. So we very much appreciate your time out here, and I hope you guys are enjoying your public lands when you get out on them on your own, and when they're nice, we've done trails, and there's the bathrooms that you use are good. Thank your, your uh, state and BLM guys and uh, other volunteers like yourself that have been helping out. So, thank you guys so much. It's remarkable that folks from Canyon Country Youth Corps who are already out here yeah. doing work to improve public land yeah. take their free time and then volunteer that to continue to help. Yeah. I'm beautiful. speechless, guys. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely beautiful. You can check out Canyonlands Field Institute's website for more information on educational events and other opportunities to volunteer. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. Hundreds of people marched in Denver, Colorado over the weekend in an action organized by the Colorado Immigrants' Rights Coalition. Demonstrators demanded that Democrats include a pathway to citizenship in the upcoming budget reconciliation bill. Jonathan Flowers with our partners at KGNU reports from Denver. Hundreds of people gathered in Viking Park Sunday to demand a pathway to citizenship and increased protections for the country's 11 million undocumented immigrants. Just last week, the parliamentarian told us that citizenship for our community should not be included in the upcoming budget reconciliation bill. We know that she got it wrong. We will not take no for an answer. This is why we are out here today to fight for citizenship for all for 11 million folks who have been left out. The rally was styled after the Day Without Immigrants campaign that brought tens of thousands of Coloradans into the streets on May 1st, 2006. We were asking for the same thing we are asking for today, 15 years later. We have been fighting for a pathway to citizenship longer than 15 years. It's time for we the people to include all of us. 
I spoke with Eric Garcia with the Colorado Immigrants' Rights Coalition, which organized the event. More than anything, we're here to demand uh, immigration be included in the reconciliation process. What we're seeing is that we're in a time where Democrats control the House, they control the Senate, and they control the White House, and still they're struggling to hold the line and make anything happen for us and deliver on the promises. And so today we're here to say the time is now. In a time now where you control everything, you have every tool at your disposal, we don't take no for an answer. We know the United States has a long, long history of intervention in these countries. We know they've supported coups in this country. In fact, we have a member, um, uh, Lucha para Honduras Libres, who's a member of CERC, who directly cites uh, the, the 2010 coup, a U.S.-backed coup, as a reason for their forced migration. We're just, we no longer are ignoring that, that the U.S. is ingra deeply ingrained in root causes of migration. And when folks get to the border, the, the rhetoric and the policies go to attack the symptoms as opposed to the reason, like, get out of those countries, stop destabilizing them, right? Like, it's that simple. I think I just want to emphasize the point that says we got a parliamentarian decision and it's just and it's a recommendation and we are, we're asking democrats to take it as just that we're asking democrats in a time where you control every tool to overrule we're asking democrats to overrule the parliamentarian and give us a pathway to citizenship in this reconciliation process after several speeches at viking park demonstrators marched down spear boulevard um right now we are on the road um, and there's a lot of people here for the same vision and purpose of making sure that everyone has human rights in this country. I'm a DACA recipient. Uh, my parents came here to the U.S. 20 years ago. We've been waiting for a path to citizenship ever since. Uh, my parents had worked through the pandemic the whole time. They're essential workers and they should be protected. The marchers finally reached their destination at Tivoli Quad on the Auraria campus. There, a large stage was set up, backed by a banner emblazoned with the words, Citizenship Now. The rest of the afternoon's program included music, dance, and spoken word. The Colorado Immigrant Rights Coalition said that they were glad to be able to bring local attention to a federal issue and that the time for action is now. They say that they'll continue to organize efforts until a pathway to citizenship is available for everyone. For KGNU, this is Jonathan Flowers. This piece comes from our partners at KGNU Community Radio. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, September 28th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.